Pour out upon us your spirit, O God, that we may hear your word so that your wisdom will draw us closer to you. Through Christ, the living word we pray. Amen. Our gospel reading today is the first 13 verses of the 11th chapter of Luke. I'll be reading from the contemporary English version. A number of times before we've used that, the CEV, the Common English Bible. Now you may say, oh, I've never heard of that CEV, but if you go to any rest home or motel or hospital and open up in the drawer and find a Gideon Bible, this is the version they put in uh, those places now. Listen now for the word of God. When Jesus had finished praying, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his followers to pray. So Jesus told them, pray in this way. Father, help us to honor your name. Come and set up your kingdom. Give us each day the food we need. Forgive our sins as we forgive everyone who has done wrong to us. And keep us from being tempted. Then Jesus went on to say, Suppose one of you goes to a friend in the middle of the night and says, let me borrow three loaves of bread. A friend of mine has dropped in and I don't have a thing for him to eat. And suppose your friend answers, don't bother me. The door is bolted. My children are in bed. I cannot get up to give you something. He may not get up and give you the bread just because you are his friend, but he will get up and give you as much as you need simply because you are not ashamed to keep on asking. So I tell you to ask, and you will receive. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Everyone who asks will receive. Everyone who searches will find, and the door will be open for everyone who knocks. Which one of you fathers would... Give your hungry child a snake if the child asks for a fish. Which one of you would give your child a scorpion if the child asks for an egg? As bad as you are, you still know how to give good gifts to your children, but your Heavenly Father is even more ready to give the Holy Spirit to anyone who asks. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. When Jesus had finished praying, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Now let me ask you a question. Do you remember being taught to pray? Well, no, I don't either. But there's so many skills and habits I don't remember being taught, you know, like walking and talking and so on. When our son Paul was just a little fella, four or five years old or so, he came home from Sunday school day one day with a prize. He told us that it was a reward for his sake, the Lord's Prayer. Not the shorter version I just read from Luke's Gospel, but the familiar one in Matthew the one we will 
say later today. Now, Betty and I, of course, praised our young son for this, and later we talked to his Sunday school teachers and told them how impressed we were with their teaching. And that's when we found out what happened. You see, their plan had been to teach their young class of students all about prayer and at the end give each child a gift when at the end of that Sunday school year, the child was able to say the Lord's Prayer. And so on that very first day of that series of classes, they asked the class, so we're going to talk about prayer. Does anyone know a prayer? And Paul said, I do, and said the Lord's Prayer <laughs> before any teaching. <laughs> so you see what happened is we thought they taught it to him, and they thought we had taught it to him. But it turns out he learned the Lord's Prayer by listening. He learned to pray by paying attention in church and at home. Now, perhaps you learned to pray as he did by observing the adults in your life. Betty tells me that in her childhood home, the custom was to have a family devotion each evening about bedtime. You see, her dad was a farmer who would be out working well before some of the family especially the three daughters, were awake. So they read from the Bible and from a devotion book, and then one of the parents would pray. In my own childhood, that devotion time was in the morning after breakfast. After some scripture and devotional thoughts, we would close with a prayer by either my mom or dad, usually. And then that prayer always ended with the whole family praying together. Make our home a house of joy where love and faith are given. Make it the dearest place on earth, the nearest place to heaven. Now, you probably learned how to pray like my children and like Betty and I did, by listening, by following the example of prayers you heard in church and at home. And for parents who taught us to say, now I'll lay me down to sleep. As we have all grown up, though, we've all learned about different kinds of prayers. When the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, Jesus could have taught them about the different kinds of prayer. Some prayers adore, they express adoration of God, God's creation, God's mercy, God's love. For example, earlier in this worship service, we sang a prayer of adoration when we sang the Gloria Patri. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Then there are prayers that some call prayers of expiation or contrition. We call it a prayer of confession. Each week we begin worship with a prayer of confession in which we admit to God and to each other our sin, our brokenness. This is a prayer in which we confess to at least some of what has separated us from God and from God's children. And we pray for God's help in doing better. Now many prayers are petitions. Prayers where we tell God our fervent hopes, where we ask God for things such as for healing for the loved one, for safety of those who are traveling, for strength and courage and wisdom as we face some great challenge or trouble in life. Ah, uh, and that's where we tend to slip up. 
we often treat prayer as a chance to present our wish list to God. And then we say, amen, the same way we might click send on an email or a text or submit an Amazon order. And plus, like with the Amazon thing, we kind of expect God to deliver our wish in two days and no charge for shipping. <laughs> what we leave off, what we tend to leave off is our willingness, some expression of our willingness to submit to God's will. Some acknowledgement that we have our wishes and our desires that we pray for, but we trust that God's plan is superior to our plan. Well, in the 22nd chapter of Luke, there's a model for just such an expression. Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and referring to the torture he is about to endure at the hands of the soldiers and on the cross. He prays, Father, if, it, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Well, then there's the, there's the prayer of thanksgiving. Many of us say grace before meals, but if we're paying attention, we really do have reason to give thanks to God more than three times a day, plus snacks, <laughs> every time you arrive safely from even a short journey on the interstate, every time you're able to bring your child or your loved one or yourself home from the hospital. Every night you enjoy a good night's rest. Every time you awaken in the morning able to see. You know, I worked for Service of the Blind so many years and I heard so many stories of people who woke up one morning and thought the lights were out because they'd lost vision in the night. And they're able to wake up and see, to breathe, to hear, to think. Every time you see the beauty of a sunset, hear the happy laughter of children, or feel the warm embrace of a loving hug, or taste cooking that brings back happy memories. My mama's macaroni and cheese, for example. Well, you get the point. There's a word that describes the number of times that we have reason to say thank you to Almighty God, and that word is infinity. The writer Anne Lamont has a short and simple list of prayer categories that cover, she says, most of the occasions for prayer. And she put that list in the title of her little book here. Help. Thanks. Wow. But wait. Jesus did not give the disciples a list of prayer categories. He gave them a prayer, a simple prayer that has Five requests, five petitions for God. There's no adoration, no thanksgiving, no confession here, but five requests. The Princeton Seminary professor and writer Beverly Gaventa says, the disciples are being taught what their real needs are and to whom they need to go for satisfaction of those needs. Let's take a look at that prayer of only about 50 words that Jesus gave us, saying, pray in this way. The very first thing Jesus told us to do is call God Father, just as he did. Not Father in the formal way people address priests, but more like Daddy. The first petition is help us honor your name. 
And second, come and set up your kingdom. Those two requests are connected in that they confess that God is holy and that God's holiness has been revealed in Jesus. And by the coming of Jesus, God's kingdom has arrived, is here, and yet is what we yearn to see brought to completion when Christ comes again. The next three petitions are for basic needs. That third one asks God to give us what we need to live, give us each day the food we need. We need food to live and we also need what the fourth petition asks. The fourth petition asks, begs for forgiveness. And it puts a bold condition on that. Forgive our sins as we forgive everyone who has done wrong to us. If you know someone who has forgiven everybody that's done wrong to them, you know people better than I do. <laughs> All of us have that as a goal to work on. We need to forgive, to be forgiven, and we need to recognize our own need to forgive others. The fifth and last petition asks God to keep us from being tempted. There's a scholar named Matthew Skinner who says this is not just a request to avoid temptation, you know, don't let, don't let that chocolate be in my sight or whatever, but to be protected from circumstances that test or imperil faith. Especially in those days, and for that matter, in some parts of the world these days, persecution. Well, what about that parable of a man banging on the door of the night and asking to borrow three loaves of bread? That's a hard story for our modern ears. Think about it. If one of our neighbors banged on the door asking for three loaves of bread in the middle of the night, we would probably refer them to the writings of Miss Manners. You know, she writes the rules to how to be polite. Or maybe we'd refer them to Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> if they persisted knocking, we might even call the police. But the people listening to Jesus tell this parable, they would see things differently because in their culture, hospitality was such an important virtue that the person being impolite and incorrect was not the person banging on the door in the middle of the night, but the person declining to get up and give loan a buddy three loaves of bread. You see, in the parable, God is the person in bed, and you and I are the people knock, 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 knocking on the door. You and I, we are the ones who needs God's help to do our duty to other people. And we are not to be ashamed and to keep on asking. Jesus tells us, ask and you'll receive, search and you will find, knock and the door will be open for you. Everyone who asks will receive. You see, prayer does not depend Prayer does not depend on the number of our words, the eloquence, or the earnestness of our prayers. Prayer does not depend on our posture, whether we're on our knees or looking up or holding our hands in a particular way. Prayer does not depend on whether our eyes are open or closed. And if you're praying on that interstate, keep them open. <laughs> prayer does not depend on the person praying but on the one who is listening, on God who knows us by name, who knows us and loves us anyway. So ask, and you will receive. Search, and you will find. 
knock and the door will be open for you and do not do not be ashamed to keep on asking thanks be to God the Lord is near do not worry about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God and don't be ashamed to keep on asking and by the peace of God which surpasses all understanding God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus now may grace peace and love the triune blessings of the triune God Father Son and Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore